I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What we're talking about today is bone health. Uh, osteoporosis, osteopenia, tensile strength, uh, risk factors, the medications for osteoporosis work, what the side effects might be. So a lot to cover when it comes to bone health, but you're thinking to yourself, uh, but Dr. Joe, I'm a 35-year-old man. I don't have to worry about this. Obviously, this isn't a show that's going to interest me. Er, wrong answer. We're going to cover a lot of these things because what you're doing now is going to have an impact on your bone health later on, all your health, not just bone health. But you have to understand what you're doing now and hopefully make some changes because if you don't make the changes, you will most likely have these problems. Very few people get out of this unscathed. Uh, so you always pay for the sins of your past. We all do. And so you're going to have to pay for the sins of your past as well. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And you're going to be surprised. going to give you some information you think is right that's wrong, which is kind of interesting too. So bone mineral density, that's what we're talking about here. Osteopenia is thinning of the bones, the beginning of thinning of the bones. Osteoporosis is the actual full-blown thinning of the bone. So osteopenia can be diagnosed with x-rays, uh, plain methods you could use. But there's, when you have osteoporosis, you want to use something called dual-energy x-ray absorptometry, uh, uh, and that's called DEXA, D-E-X-A. Now, with osteoporosis, in order to show up on the x-ray, it has to be about 33% of the bone loss gone. So we can take an x-ray of somebody and if it's not 33%, it may not be showing up, even though they do have bone thinning. So I've had patients come in already and say, well, Dr. Joe, I've, I've had x-rays done. It looks good. And then we go out and do something a little more advanced in testing, and that's when the problem shows up. So you got to understand that uh, just because it's not on the x-ray doesn't mean it's not a problem. Uh, same thing with osteoarthritis. Now, as a chiropractor and a pain management expert and a board certified in orthopedics and pain management and nutrition, and so I, I see a lot of x-rays and I see a lot of patients. I see their MRIs, their CAT scans, their x-rays, their blood work. And when I look at the x-rays, if I see arthritis on an x-ray, degeneration of the discs, in the spine, it has to be there at least 10 years for it to even show up. So when I see arthritis on an x-ray, I can say this has been here at least 10 years. Somebody else might come in, have no arthritis, but they're having pain and they got in a car accident or they had a sports injury. And I'll say, this will develop arthritis if we don't fix it. And again, it's the only promise I can make my patients is if you have a problem with structure, it's going to get worse unless you do something about it. I can't promise we can fix you. I can't promise we can do miracles. Usually we do, but I can't promise that. But what will happen is if the bones are out of place, they will wear out. But it takes years to show up. Same thing with osteoporosis. And they use something called a standard deviation. And they, what they do is they take a healthy 30-year-old woman, same sex and race as you, and then they base it on that. And then you have a standard deviation. If you deviate too far from the standard, that's when you start to have some problems. So some of the factors that's going to affect your bone health. Uh, number one, gender. Women are higher risk than men. Uh, they have less bone mass than men, too. Men have thicker bones. And women often experience bone loss uh, after menopause. So they'll see bone mass loss after menopause. Uh, because they stop producing so much estrogen, and estrogen helps build bone mass. Race, uh, Asians and Caucasian women, especially those with small bones at higher risk. Uh, family history, uh, patients with a family history of low bone mass have a 50 to 85% increase 
of developing osteoporosis, age, uh, men and women, about 0.5% bone loss for every year after the age of 50. So if you're over 50, statistically, you're losing bone mass. Now, that doesn't have to happen. As with most health issues, average and normal are two different things. Average is what most people have. Normal is what it should be. So for example, when I donate blood, they look at my blood and they say, oh my gosh, you've got, your blood is so bright red. And when I put the needle in me, the blood flows out very quickly. And they say, well, this is crazy. You know, I've never seen blood flow this, clear, this, this quickly or this color. The reason is that's normal, not average. Average is they take 100 people, eat a standard American diet, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas. And then they say, okay, 100 people, divide that, take the samples, divide it by 100, that's average. I don't want to be average. I want to be normal. And that's a big difference there. Uh, poor diet, of course, lack of nutrients. We always think about calcium when it comes to osteoporosis, but calcium is only part of the equation and actually not that big a part. Now, volume-wise, it's a big part, but if I'm going to make a cake... I have to have all the ingredients, and then I'm going to add some baking powder to it. I think it's powder, right, or soda, anyway. You add a little tiny bit of it. You add maybe a quarter of a teaspoon of vanilla, and that changes everything. That's what happens with the bone. Yeah, it's mostly calcium, but you need all the ingredients to make it work. If you have things like hyperthyroidism, hyperparathyroidism, uh, Cushing syndrome, this can contribute to bone loss as well. Even medications like prednisone can cause bone loss. So... I'm not against medication. Please understand that. However, if there's a way to avoid medication, that's what I want to consider. If we can avoid taking meds, that's my goal. And people tell me all the time, every day I'm getting an email or a message, Dr. Joe, what do I need to do to get off my blood pressure medication? And I say, don't come off your medication. Let's get you well enough so that you don't need your medication. That's the difference. See the little semantics there? Let's get you well enough so you don't need the medication. And that's where we incorporate chiropractic. We incorporate uh, nutrition. We incorporate supplementation. And then hopefully you're well enough that you don't have to take those medications. Same thing with osteoporosis. Because when I get to it, you're going to be blown away with the studies we have on the, uh, uh, the medications that we give for, blood, for uh, osteoporosis and why it may not be the best thing for you. According to the International Osteoporosis Foundation, osteoporosis affects about 1 in 10 women age 60, 2 in 10 women age 70, and 4 in 10 women uh, age 80, and two-thirds of women over age 90. So it's pretty out there. A lot of people have it. Osteoporosis comes, uh, comes with, with it comes the risk of bone fractures due to falls. Uh, hip fractures can be notorious uh, for raising uh, older inv individuals' risk of death. Many, many, many old people fall. And when they fall, they break their hip, and that's the beginning of the end of their lives. So we do a whole protocol in our office on uh, fall prevention, and most of it we kind of just incorporate it without chiropractic. So if somebody has a bone out of place, that can cause pain, which can cause you to be unstable. You can also affect the cerebellum, which is the back part of your brain, uh, and that part balances, uh, contains ba uh, controls balance, and then also your inner ear. Uh, there's things called canals, semicircular canals in the ear, and the semicircular canals can control balance as well. So weak muscles, weak bones, osteoarth pain, osteoarthritis, a lot of things can cause people to fall. But if you fall and break a hip and you have osteoporosis, that's not a good thing. 34 million Americans also have low bone, den low bone density called osteopenia. So again, osteopenia is the early stages of osteoporosis, and that raises your risk of fractures and may progress into osteoporosis. So United States, 54% of postmenopausal women 
are osteopenic, have osteopenia. So more than half of the women who are postmenopausal have this problem. An additional 30% are already in full-blown osteoporosis. By age 80, uh, it predictably shifts, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. 70% of women can be osteoporotic, depending on what study you read. So it's obviously a big issue. It's expensive. I'm going to get to that number in just a second. Uh, bone fractures significantly compromise the quality of your, of your health and is a major stress on the healthcare system. So here's the thing. Get on my soapbox for a second. I hear people all the time talking about healthcare. We have to have a better healthcare system. We have to have the Affordable Healthcare Act. Well, did that work? Did it not work? Well, with $6,000 deductibles and $100 copays, not a big fan. I don't think, I don't think any doctor. I've never met a doctor who's a fan of that, by the way. Uh, and I know hundreds, probably thousands of doctors. So we keep talking about healthcare, healthcare, healthcare costs. Nobody, except us and maybe a few others, are talking about what we can do to lower those costs. What if we lowered the risk of osteoporosis? Healthcare, 2005, this study was done in. Direct costs associated with fragility fractures, which is as you get older and the bones break, 19 billion. By 2025, $25 billion a year for one condition, osteoporosis, most of which is preventable. So why aren't we talking about these mass commercials and these mass movements to get people well and prevent diseases as opposed to spending upwards now $25 billion on one condition, osteoporosis and fractures? It's crazy. That's why this show is so popular. People listen to it and they take my advice. Uh, other fr uh, fragility fractures, again, weak bones, significantly decrease the quality of life. Hip fractures alone are associated with one-year uh, one mortality rate greater than 20%. So 20% of people that have it can die. It's crazy, and it's so easy to work with. And here's the thing. When you do the right things to keep the bones strong, you're working on other comorbidities. Now, you heard me talk about comorbidities on the show we did on uh, uh, covid Comorbidities are other diseases that are going on. So if I have COVID and I have high blood pressure, risk of dying goes up. If I have diabetes, risk of dying goes up. Obesity, risk of dying goes up. So comorbidities are other conditions that you have that are going to complicate the condition that we're dealing with, in this case, osteoporosis. So you're really skyrocketing these issues. So if you're taking care of yourself, you're eating right, you're doing the right supplements, you're doing the right care for your body, you're going to reduce all, mostly, mostly all, the comorbidities. And we're going to save so much money. This is the solution to healthcare, folks, is treating the cause, not just treating the symptoms. I am not against treating the symptoms. We have a medical department in our offices, and our medical doctors, they can do injections into the spine. There are times where we can give you the best chiropractic care in the world, and you're just not holding your adjustment. You're just not progressing like we want. We can go in there and do some medical intervention. Maybe we can do a nerve block. Maybe we can do a, a facet block. Maybe we can do some medications. Uh, we can do PRP, which is amazing. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, we can do these things, and then the adjustments work better. So in our offices, we have the best, what I feel, of all worlds when it comes to uh, uh, entry-level healthcare. We want to do nutrition. We want to do digestion. We want to get pain management. We want to do uh, spasm reduction. We can do all of that in one place. And that's what makes it so easy. You don't have to run from one doctor to another doctor. And how many people have ever done this? You go to one doctor and they go, all right, I'm going to send you out for this referral, that referral. And you start bouncing around and, and you're just running around from doctor to doctor and you may not be getting all the results that you want. We try to do it all in one place. And we have other doctors we can refer to. Uh, we had a, a car accident come in the other day. And we see a lot of car accidents. 
and there was a there looks like a, cl- a closed uh, brain injury, okay, head injury, and the skull whipped back and forth. It looks like the skull slammed against the the, the, the brain slammed against the skull. An inflammatory reaction. They were dizzy. They were they they weren't quite clear on what their thought process was. Their cognitive function was affected. Sent them out to a neurologist, a neurosurgeon, actually. We sent them out because we think this person needs surgery. So we work very closely with a team of doctors to try to get the best results we can from you. But in our office, we try to do as much as we can. And we talked about osteoarthritis earlier. Uh, We do a treatment in our office called PRP, platelet-rich plasma. And we take your blood, spin it down, and take out the growth factors uh, called the platelets. And we can re-inject them back into your body. And it's a super high concentration of the natural healing factors that are in your body. There are things like stem cells and other things where you use other people's cells. Might be helpful sometimes. I'd rather start with your own cells. I find we get great results with it, uh, way less expensive too. And so I'd like to try that first. And in most cases, people are happy. So we have what we call escalation of care. We start out with chiropractic and nutrition. So with osteoporosis, a lot of that is nutrition. And we teach you, this is what you need to eat, what not to eat. And in most cases, we get great results. The same diet, the same protocol, I should say, that we talk about with osteoporosis works for hardening of the arteries and heart disease as well. So it's pretty much a standard protocol that helps so many other diseases. So we start you out there. If we need to, we can go to PRP. If we need to, we can go to pain management. We can escalate the treatment to do the best we can. And in car accident cases, that is usually by far the best form of treatment, escalation of care, because you want to start out with the basics and then go from, go from there if you need to. And the insurance companies love it because you've proven, okay, we tried the least expensive treatment. We got great results, but we needed this or we needed that. Many times that's all we need. It's chiropractic care. So start considering uh, the word escalation of care when it comes to your healthcare issues. Start out at one place. Where do you go? How many of you have been to the doctor? Well, you know what, Bob? You got high blood pressure. Take these medications. What am I going to do with them? I don't know. Take them forever. Any other treatment? Nope. That's it. You know, cut back on your salt. There's no escalation of care. And so if one thing doesn't work, you're kind of stuck. And that's why I like, I'm a patient in my offices too. So it's kind of nice. Back to osteoporosis. Let's talk about the best ways to deal with it. There are some things you can't fix. You can't fix age, sex, ethnicity, family history, uh, menopause, but there are modifiable risk factors. These are the things that you have control over. Nutrition, vitamin D deficiency, balance and lifestyle choices, smoking, lack of exercise, alcohol consumption. So medical conditions that raise your risk of osteopenia and osteoporosis are some things maybe you can't control. Things like hyperparathyroidism, anorexia, malabsorption syndrome, hyperthyroidism, uh, chronic renal failure, hypogonadism, which is when the the genitals, uh, the reproductive organs are not, they they form uh, abnormally small. Uh, amenorrhea, which is not having your menstrual cycle, early onset menopause, uh, calcium and D deficiencies. Now, I said you can't control them, but we've done shows on just about all of them. If you go to our website, drjoe.com, we talked about, we've done shows on digestive issues, thyroid problems, um, uh, eating disorders, kidney issues. In fact, no, kidney's coming up. We got a show on kidney's coming up, actually. Uh, And one of the big things with kidney issues is too much protein. Now, I've been vegan 34 years now. I'm not asking you to be vegan. Don't get nervous. Um, but every day, how do you get your protein, Dr. Joe? And, and Garrett and I laugh. We're just going to print up cards and just hand them out, you know, like here. You don't need more protein. You need less protein. But one of the things we covered in a show we did on protein was that most people are getting way too much protein. And if you're eating too much protein, that's putting a major stress 
on your kidneys. And now the kidney problems can lead to osteoporosis. Eating heavy protein means you're eating a lot of acid. Now, the acid foods are the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. If you're eating a lot of acid foods, your body has to neutralize those acids. The body uses calcium as its primary neutralizing agent. So your body's going to give up calcium out of the bones, out of the blood to neutralize the acids in your diet so the blood doesn't get too acidic because that'll kill you. And so you're sucking calcium out of the bones if you're eating a high acid diet, which are the seven deadly sins. Those acids then have to be filtered out of the body through the kidneys, and now we can have kidney problems. So really simple fixes to this, especially osteoporosis. In most cases, there's a lot of simple fixes that you have control over. Again, you can't fix certain things like I said, age, ethnicity. You can fix if you're obese. You can fix your diet. You can fix your vitamin D consumption. You can fix your uh, uh, acidity intake. All these things are manageable, and that's what we're talking about today. Drugs can trigger or worsen bone loss. If you're taking steroids, that can be a problem. Uh, sometimes uh, there, there's even a chemical called triclosane. Now, before COVID hit, uh, so actually a couple of years ago, we used to put triclosane in hand sanitizers. Now, I talked about this many times on shows in the past. The hand sanitizers, anything you put on your hand gets absorbed. Your skin is a sponge. So anything you put on your skin is going to get absorbed into your blood system. So triclosane is a hormone disruptor. It's an endocrine disruptor. And people like me jumped up and down, yelled and screamed and said, take the triclosane out of the hand sanitizers, especially with kids, because it's really having an impact on the kids. So the good news was we won. Triclosane was banned um, from hand sanitizers. The problem is, you know where else you might find triclosane? Toothpaste. How insane is that? We're putting triclosane, a known endocrine disruptor, in toothpaste. And you put it in your mouth, where do you have a lot of blood vessels for quick absorption? Your mouth. Drives me nuts. But triclosane can also contribute to bone loss because it's an endocrine disruptor. Now, let's also discuss uh, the primary treatment for, from conventional medicine, which is something called uh, biphosphonate drugs. And these are the drugs you see advertised all the time for osteoporosis. I won't say brand names. I don't advise people to take them or not take them. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not telling you. I'm not your primary doctor. I don't want to tell you what to take or what not to take. What I'm telling you is Let's point out some of the dangers and let's give you some options. If you need the medication, take the medication. But I want you to escalate your health care. I want you to try everything you can first to build up to it. So uh, th these medications include high risk of thigh bone fractures, the very thing we're trying to avoid. We have thin bones. We're trying to not fracture them, but it increases your risk of thigh bone fractures. Uh, there's a warning about atypical femur fractures on the package, and it's been there since 2011. Uh, these medications also have been linked to osteonecrosis of the jaw. I saw two of these, I think, in my whole career. The jaw bones are actually just being eaten away. It's, uh, it's death. Necrosis means death. Um, so the, the jaw bone actually dies. And I've seen it on x-ray, and it's horrible because it's really not a whole lot you can do about it once it gets to that point. Now, you can change your diet and increase your uh, alkalinity and supplements and everything, but you don't want your jaw bone dying. Let, let, let's stop there. Uh, it can cause inflammation in the eye, liver damage, atrial fibrillation, esophageal cancer, kidney toxicity, uh, too much calcium in the blood. So most people don't address the underlying problem. They give them the medication, uh, and that, makes, that can make your bone thicker, but also make it mechanically weaker. And that's what we're talking about with these medications that we give people for, for, the, uh, for osteoporosis. 
So this was done in 2017. It was a study done which used a, a particle accelerator to generate exceptionally detailed images of internal structures of bone samples from 10 hip fracture patients on these BPs, these medications. Uh, 14 samples, uh, what they called naive fractures, uh, bone fractures in patients who were not treated with the medication. And so they did a control study. And what they found, if you're taking these medications, 28% lower in strength than the untreated hip bones and 48% lower in strength in, uh, than non-fractured control bones. So by taking the medication, your bones are now 28% weaker. Doesn't make any sense, but what happens is this, real simple terms. It takes the bone and it's kind of like a marshmallow if you roast a marshmallow. It makes the outside kind of hard and crispy, but the inside is weaker. So yeah, I can take an x-ray or I can do a, a, you know, a, a DEXA study and we can say, yes, the bone is looking thicker. Look at this. This is great. The medication is working. But when you go inside the bone through a particle accelerator, we find the inside of the bone in 28% of the patient was actually weaker. Uh, had no detectable mechanical benefit in the specimens analyzed. Instead, you, it, its use is associated with substantially reduced bone strength. That's the study out of 2017. So once again, if you have osteoporosis, has anyone ever said to you, let's talk, let's measure your vitamin D levels. Let's look at your diet. Let's put you on an alkaline diet. Let's make sure you're getting calcium, magnesium, boron, uh, silica. You have to have everything mixed together. Has anyone ever been to a doctor and they said that? No, of course not. So because the drug is not going to change the fact that you don't have all these nutrients in your body. If you have low vitamin D, taking medication is not going to raise your vitamin D unless it's a vitamin D supplement. So we're treating the symptoms. We're not treating the cause. Now, how about this? I'll negotiate with you. What if we do both? And then let's see what happens. Or let's not have it happen to begin with. So the results suggest that reduced bone strength in, in, uh, in these medication group is due to accumulation of what we call micro cracks. So the micro crack is these tiny little cracks in the bones. And then you get a bunch of them and the bone can actually fracture. So bone is living tissue. It's constantly adding new bone and removal of old ones. It's called osteoblasts and osteoclasts. Bone, a building with B, osteoblasts, they build up bone. Osteoclasts break down the old bone and get rid of it. So you're always changing out your bone. So uh, peak bone mass is a term used to describe uh, when you have the most bone mass, it's usually between 25 and 30 years old. So we have to get the bones back to that level if we can. Um, if you have a health issue, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, you've ever been in a car accident ever, if you'd like to make an appointment to come see us, I'd like for you to do that. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. You can go right on our website, drjoe.com, drjoe.com, and we will do an evaluation for you. Uh, initially, the initial visit is usually $375. We've reduced that to $149 through this COVID mess. That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, the second visit going over the x-rays, and then setting up a time uh, to, to do a nutrition evaluation as well. We do it at that at time if we can. So all of that is 149 for future treatment. We do accept insurances uh, for tr treatment beyond that. And again, if you've ever been in a car accident ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged. Now, if you need a medical evaluation, if you want an evaluation for pain management, we, uh, for uh, PRP, which is injecting your own growth factors back into the bone to stimulate gro bone growth and decrease inflammation. Works very well, and that's your own blood that we're putting back in in a concentrated form. Uh, hormone balancing, if you have hormone issues. If you'd like to set up a time with our medical doctor, you can do that on the website as well, drjoe.com. Um, and so the website has over 1,500 hours of podcasts on it. 
so you can search what you're looking for. Uh, if you don't find what you're looking for, send us a question. I'm more than happy to answer your questions. Uh, drjoe.com, it's, it's easy. Just send us a question. It pops up on the website. So once again, folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. The website, drjoe, drjoe.com. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.